0: How many other sermons can you say start with a little bit of ACDC? <laughs> Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Before I start, I just want to preface my message here by saying this. Um, If you've heard me speak up here before, today's message is going to be a little bit different. Instead of focusing on God's grace, I want to just change our focus a little bit. And uh, that being said, this is your warning. You might not agree with what I have to say. You might hear what I have to say and think it makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable um, but that's, that's okay um, because I think it, there are some things that have to be said so know that it is intentional the rapture the tribulation end times the apocalypse, how often do you think of these things? I am not an expert in this area at all, but I do read my Bible, and I listen to people who are a lot smarter than me, who study this subject. I also pay attention to the news, and uh, I watch what's happening around the globe especially over the last two or three years. And like I said, I just think that this is too important for us to not talk about. So my question to you is, are you ready? We know that the Bible is filled with prophecy. In fact, uh, Bible scholars say that 31% of the Bible is prophecy. Or in other words, 31% of the Bible is God telling what's going to happen before it actually does happen. I find it really interesting to follow Bible prophecy. You know, it's, it's neat to go back to see where things are first kind of mentioned, and then you can look through the Bible and see that hundreds of years later, it actually happened. And I think we've talked about this with Pastor Gary before, about the fact that those who were living at, during that time, you know, we kind of, we have the standpoint, we kind of question them to say, okay, why, why did they not see those things? Why did they not see those signs? What were they thinking? But, as, as we've talked before, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? We have the advantage because we have this whole Bible that has already been written. And so we can do that. We can look back and see where things started and where they actually ended up. But because we can look backwards, we have another advantage that they didn't have back then. We can see that the Bible has a 100% track rating of being accurate, right? We know that those prophecies were fulfilled. So that should really make us stop and think. It should, first of all, it should give us peace because we know that God is in control. And by fulfilling those prophecies, it demonstrates his love for us. And it also shows that God speaks the truth. What he says is going to happen actually does. But that should also give us pause because not all of the prophecies have been fulfilled yet. Especially the ones regarding the end of days and Jesus' return. And so because we can understand that God tells us what is going to happen, and we know that it will happen, I really feel like those are the ones that we need to pay attention to especially right now every generation that has walked the face of the earth has believed that they are the last generation and so far every generation has been wrong and it's it's not hard to really want you know to really understand why people think that because if you look back over The history of mankind, boy, we are some terrible creatures that do some horrific things to one another. I mean, it starts all the way back at at the time of Cain and Abel. And you look at what people have had to endure over the years. It's no wonder they would question those things and question, well, when is God going to return? I mean, just looking at a generation or two in front of us, you know, think about the, peop- the people that went through some of those great events like the Holocaust, the Great Depression, um, two world wars, and countless other smaller wars, tragedies, um, famines, all sorts of things. Very, very terrible times. And each of those generations had questions, doubts, fears, and thought that Jesus would arrive any minute. And when you turn on the TV and watch the news, you might be asking yourself the same thing. The difference that I see between what people went through a few years ago and what is happening now, though, is that we've seen some changes to the political and economic and social worlds that appear to be setting the stage for several end-time prophecies to be fulfilled. Starting with a great falling away, right? In the end times, there's going to be a great falling away from religion. Uh, there will be deceivers. Good will be called evil. Evil will be called good. Um, my gosh, just looking at, like I said, look at current events, look at the news, look at things that have happened over this past year. Um, school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Um, look at the the horrific murders that happened in Idaho not too long ago. Um, there's lots of evil in this world. And that's nothing new. But what we're seeing is that fewer and fewer people are relying on God. In fact, a a recent survey from the Pew Research Center showed that in the early 90s, 90% of people identified as Christians. In 2020, only 64% of people identified as Christian. In 2007... 16% 16% of people had they said they had no affiliation with religion whatsoever. And by 2020 that number went up to 30%. We've been blessed here in the United States because we were founded as a Christian country. But we're getting to be so where we're not so Christian anymore. God has been taken out of every aspect of our lives. It's been taken out of government. It's been taken out of the schools. And now they try, are trying to take it away from the public square as well. Um, in fact, I just saw a video from January 7th of this year, 2023. A man at the Mall of America in Minnesota was forced to, to leave because of his shirt. And his shirt said two words, Jesus saves. That's it. He was required to either remove his shirt or, or he was going to be forced out. And so he chose to leave. But it's more than just this falling away. There, there are other things that are happening in the world. Um, looking at our readings from today, like from Revelation, look at verses 16 and 17. He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Simply put, during the coming tribulation period, the future Antichrist, the false prophet, and the new world order will require everyone to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. It won't matter who you are, rich, poor, famous, live in a big city, live in a small town, To go about your everyday life, you will have to pledge your allegiance to the beast and receive his mark, or you will be shut out of the economy, and your choice will be to either accept it or reject it. Let's relate that to current events, and again, I know this is probably going to be controversial, But I want you, I I bring it up because I really want you to think about it from a different perspective. With the introduction of COVID, year 2020 became the year of no mask, no service. Right? You couldn't get into certain stores without wearing a mask, you couldn't go to a restaurant without wearing a mask. Year 2021 took it one step further, and it all of a sudden became no vaccine, no service. Throughout the world, governments began pushing these COVID vaccines, and those who refused the jab faced a long list of penalties, including a loss of employment, health care, freedom of movement, and just liberty in general. A vaccine passport was needed. Does this sound familiar at all? Again, I know this is controversial, but think about the agenda behind these coercive policies. It is real, and it has a purpose, and that is to condition people to submit to government rule and to condition people to accept a mark. Because one day, it will be no mark of the beast, no service. Another thing that is mentioned in both Daniel and Revelation is the talk about a future one-world government. What is happening right now, right now in Davos, Switzerland? World Economic Forum. How many people have ever heard of that? Especially now though the last 5 years, right? 10 15 years ago it wasn't it wasn't big in the news. I don't think I even know who knew who Klaus Schwab was 5 years ago. But does anybody else think that it's creepy that a group of elites or select human beings are gathered together to shape the the agenda of the entire planet? The World Economic Forum is the one who coined the phrase the Great Reset to describe their vision of the future communistic world government, which resembles the UN's agenda 2030 and what others refer to as the New World or Order. The slogan of many globalists, including the UN, Pope Francis, and the Biden administration, is build back better. But to build back, that means that something first has to be destroyed. To build back better implies a better world, but globalists are really trying to gain control of everyone on Earth. Our religious system, our political system, our economic system, what we buy, what we sell, what we say, what we own, where we live, where we work, who we worship, and more. Notice that these meetings are gathering of, elite go- of these elite globalists are people who have not actually been elected by anyone. One aspect of this future world, one world government is going to have to include an economic system Well, again, look what is happening right now. They're looking at the global banking system. This has begun with the creation of the Central Bank Digital Currency, or CBDC. And according to the IMF, which is the International Monetary Fund, over 100 countries have begun exploring this, including the United States under our current administration. Eventually, cash will be eliminated and all of your purchases will be able to be tracked and your ability to access your money will be based on your social credit score. How about global war prospects? Revelation talks about a global war that will kick off the tribulation and precede the global rule of the Antichrist. So again, let's look at current events. While rumors of war have been around forever, the current situation to me seems a little bit different. Because the war between Russia and Ukraine has us under the threat of nuclear war with Russia. At the same time, China is constantly threatening to invade Taiwan And if this were to happen, the United States has already said it will defend Taiwan. So now we've got not only a nuclear threat with Russia, we've got a nuclear threat with China. Now throw in North Korea and its belligerence towards its neighbors and the United States. And we have a real scary situation going on. Revelation also talks about famine, which again is nothing new. Famines and food shortages have been around forever in various countries and cultures throughout our history. Revelation talks about a large-scale famine. Again, let's look at current events and what's happening. According to the World Food Program, a record 349 million people across 79 countries are facing acute food insecurity, which is up from 287 million in 2021. This number is 10 times higher than just five years ago, which is an alarming increase. Going back to the invasion of Ukraine with, by Russia, um, Ukraine is the world's largest exporter of wheat And how about has anybody been paying attention to what's happening in the Netherlands? They're a tiny, tiny little country, but they are behind the United States, second in the world of exporting agricultural products. Right now, the farmers are being forced and threatened by their government to take up to 30% of their land away from them. What do we think that's going to happen to food? It's going to make it more scarce. What about all the mysterious food plant fires that we see happen throughout the country? Just this year, April 27, 2022, the CEO of Goya Foods warned that we are on the precip- precipitous of a global food crisis. There are so many different things that are happening in the world right now. Um, And there's a lot of rabbit holes that we could go down. Um, I'm just going to bring up one last one here. In Ezekiel, we hear about a future attack on Israel known as the Gog of Magog War. It says a military alliance that includes Russia, Iran, Turkey, And a number of Muslim nations will attack Israel in the latter days. When God brings his people home from among the enemy nations, today, we see those nations forming an alliance for the first time. An alliance that has never existed in world history. Russia, Iran, and Turkey all have an active military presence in Syria. Meaning... They're right on Israel's northern border, which, if you look at Ezekiel 38.15, it says this alliance will attack Israel from the north. In addition, the the ancient territory of Magog covers a a number of modern-day nations, one of which is Afghanistan. Well, up until recently, It's been U.S. occupied. Now that the Taliban are in charge, do we think that they are going to not join this alliance? The way that these nations are aligned today, the Gog of Magog invasion, it could actually take place tomorrow because all the pieces are in place. And this wasn't the case just a few years ago. So like I said from the outset, I don't want to make you, well, I want to bring this up. You might feel uncomfortable. I don't want you to think of me as Chicken Little here. Because if we look at the gospel lesson, nobody knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels know. I'm not saying the world is ending tomorrow, although it could. It might be 500 years from now. Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night. However, what I am saying is that we have a duty as believers to pay attention to what's going on because the stage is being set. And again, I'm not claiming to be an expert in this field. But if you're you're my age or older, I would guess that you would tend to agree that the changes that we're seeing around the world and in this country just feel different. God is giving us clues, and what we do with those clues really matter. We are to watch and pray for the Lord's return. Jesus chastised the Pharisees for not knowing the signs of the times in his day. We don't want to be like the people in Noah's time who had no clue what was happening until it was too late. I don't want to scare you, but I just, I just want you to stop and think and make an assessment of your faith and the faith of your family and your friends. Think about all those people. Are you ready? Are they ready for the return of the Lord? God wants us to know the signs today because they instill a, future, a hope for the future, but also it encourages us to evangelize the lost while there's still time. Because we know that every day that passes, we are one day closer to Christ's return. So, many of you, I'm sure, feel like the world is falling apart. I know I do at times. But if we're paying attention to our Bible, we know the world isn't falling apart. It's actually, things are actually falling into place. And we just need to be ready. Amen.